Welcome to the first ever episode of the Avatar On Air podcast. It's our mission to bring you practical nutrition and fitness information that makes an immediate positive impact on your life. My name is Mark Springer. I'm the CEO of Avatar Nutrition and your host for this show. Let's get it started. The title of this episode is Tracking Macros is Easier Than You Think. And the reason for that is that tracking macros is easier than you think. So a lot of people are intimidated by the thought of tracking macros. They think that you literally have to weigh every single thing that you put in your mouth all the way down to the gram. But this isn't true. In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can track macros and be very successful without ever feeling overwhelmed. And trust me, I get it. If you really were going to track every single thing that you ate to the gram, that could get pretty difficult. So what we're going to do is start with a very broad overview of what macros are in the first place, because you might be listening to this and thinking to yourself, okay, this guy's talking about macros. What's a macro? Why am I tracking it? Why is it difficult? Well, what a macro is, it's just a word that's short for a macronutrient. So macros are protein, fat, and carbs. They have energetic value, and they also have nutritional value. You get the right amount for your needs, and you're going to see positive changes in your body composition and progress towards your goal, whatever that goal may happen to be. So all food is made up of macros. You can look up anything in a database, or you can look at a food label, and you're going to see the macronutrient information for it printed out clearly on the back of it. So now that you know what macros are, let's talk a little bit about why it's good to track macros and how difficult is it really. A lot of people think that it's time-consuming and a giant headache, And once again, if there was truth behind those assumptions, they'd be correct. However, some of the most common assumptions, which we're going to go over in a little bit, are not really based in reality. So let's think about uh, some of the, the assumptions that you have when it comes to tracking macros. So a lot of people think that you are going to have to bring a food scale around with you, have one in your house, have one in your office, have one in your pocket, and every single thing that you put in your mouth for the rest of your life, you're going to have to put it on that scale weigh it out, and then track it. So as you can imagine, that would probably be kind of tedious, probably be kind of time-consuming, and probably not be something that you can really stick to. So that's a very common idea that people have when it comes to tracking macros and flexible dieting. Well, what's another one? People also think that you're going to be given a certain set of targets that you have to zero out every single day, so you have to hit those numbers perfectly. So let's say that we give you 180 grams of protein, 240 grams of carbs, and 75 grams of fat. So we're already throwing these little terms at you, grams, that you might not necessarily be comfortable with. And then once you start a little bit of tracking and weighing stuff, you'll say, oh, you know, this chicken breast had 26 grams of protein, subtract 26 from the 180. So now I have, what would that be, 164. You can double check my math left. But the point is, if you're going to try to get perfectly to zero on everything, that's also going to be very difficult in any given day to hit that. Um, And even if you do... Okay, well, congratulations, you might have gone over on your carbs, or you might have been under on your fat, and then you try to get your carbs up, well, then you go over on your fat a little bit. It's it's very difficult to be perfect in hitting a target to the gram on a one-day basis, much less over the course of a week. You see how that can get very difficult. But the good thing is, you don't actually have to do that, because when it comes to flexible dieting, it really is all about ranges and averages on a week-to-week basis. But before we get there, I want to hit my first big point on why tracking your macros is not nearly as difficult as you think it might be. 
So the first big point that I want to make is that you don't have to weigh out everything all the time when you're flexible dieting. There's tons of other ways of figuring out the serving size of what you're eating. So the first one that I want to talk about is volume-based measurements. So volume-based is, think measuring cups, right? So little cups that you have in your drawer where all your other utensils are, or maybe it's in a drawer beside it. But these are things like cups and tablespoons. Uh, You can even have kitchenware that has stuff with milliliters. There's just all kinds of different volume measurements. But this is where you'll have things like cereal, milk, oats, rice, butter, salad dressing, so on and so forth. So you're actually scooping it out and weighing it. And so a good example of this would be the breakfast that I had this morning, cereal and milk, right? So if I have a one cup measuring cup, I can simply pour my cereal into that cup and then dump it into the bowl. Same thing with the milk. I can even take the same exact uh, measuring cup, pour milk into it, dump it in the bowl. And so I have not used a food scale at all, and I just had milk and cereal for breakfast. So let's talk about another thing that you could do that's not weighing. You could do unit-based. So let's say that I wanted to have a protein shake to go with my cereal. So what I'll do is I'll take my measuring cup, once again, pour a cup of milk into the measuring cup, and then pour that into a drinking cup. And then I'll take my protein powder, take the scooper out of it, and I'll scoop one scoop, two scoop, three scoops, however many scoops I want to scoop into that. And all I have to do is count. So it's units. And units can come into play with all kinds of different foods. So imagine that you're going to have uh, Pringles potato chips. Let's say you pop it open. You can count out the number of chips that you're going to have. And all these chips are pretty much the exact same thing over and over again. So a serving of Pringles off the top of my head I think is around 16 chips. But let's say that you had 19 So if you're using any kind of nutrition tracker, you could just scan in the can of Pringles and put in that you had 19 chips. Maybe you had five chips, maybe you had 25 chips, but if you can count, you can accurately flexible diet. And that same thing applies for uh, different types of produce like grapes or raisins. It could be a slice of pizza, bagel, slices of bread, scoops of protein powder. There's a lot of different things out there that are going to be unit based. And then you can even have things that are based off of a package. So these are things like Greek yogurt cups, a ready-to-drink protein shake, Lunchables, protein bars, bags of chips, really any kind of food that you get out of a vending machine, so on and so forth. So you have your package stuff. And then beyond that, you even have estimation. So let's say that you go out to a restaurant, and you're at the restaurant, you order uh, mashed potatoes, chicken fried steak, and uh, mixed vegetables. So if you've been tracking for a while, you've measured things out in volume, and let's say that you did start out weighing things on a scale, you'll have a pretty good idea for what different grams of meat looks like or ounces of meat or what a cup of mashed potatoes looks like or what a cup of mixed veggies looks like. And so if you look at this thing on your plate, you might say, oh, you know, that's not, that doesn't look like a cup of mashed potatoes. That looks like half a cup. Or you might say that, oh, that doesn't look like four ounces of meat. That looks like seven ounces of meat. Because if you've weighed in the past, you're going to start to gain these new skills where you can get really good at estimating things. And so that's a really important point because I've now been tracking my macros every single day for over five years and have never felt weighed down by it. Uh, No pun intended there. But most of what I eat personally will fall into these categories of estimating, 
looking up an item on a nutrition menu or searching the database, looking at the servings on a package, unit-based or volume-based. That's almost exclusively what I do. Um, but you do need to start out in the early days weighing stuff because let's say that uh, I'm going to track peanut butter for the first time in my life. If I just take a spoon from my drawer in the kitchen and scoop out what I want to call, oh, yeah, that's a that's a tablespoon of peanut butter, it might be like three tablespoons. So it would be good to actually take a legit tablespoon, scoop out the peanut butter, scrape off the top, and, and pop it and see what it looks like. And the same thing with meat. If you're going to have a chicken breast or a steak or something like that, yeah, you might want to go ahead and weigh it the first few times that you eat it so you have a really good idea of what it looks like. But the big point that I want to get away with here on the first one is that over time, the more that you track, the more that you log, you're really going to start to understand that you don't have to literally weigh everything. And you can be extremely successful flexible dieting, tracking your macros, doing IIFYM, whatever you want to call it, tomato, tomato, um, using other methods of figuring out how large your servings are. And so the second big point that I want to make is that people are creatures of habit and you're probably going to be eating about the same 15 or 20 things over and over again. So we all have our go-to foods. It's, it's rare, rare that you find a person who goes to the grocery store and never buys the same food twice or goes out to a restaurant, which is never the same restaurant, and then never orders the same meal at the different restaurants. That is a strange ranger and I've never met them. So after you've logged or weighed or measured the foods that you eat all the time, if you're using the avatar tracker, you'll be able to add them in your most recent items, copy and paste from previous days, or just quick search and add them. And oftentimes you won't need to measure anything because you're going to be very familiar with what a serving of what you're normally eating already looks like. And it doesn't matter what tracker you're using. You could use a different tracker. You could use MyFitnessPal. You could use um, a pen and paper, just whatever you're most comfortable with. But after you've been weighing and logging and measuring things for a few weeks, your eyeballs are going to have a very good idea of the stuff that you're commonly eating, what the, what the size of it is. So over time, eventually, you're going to get a very good idea about which of your frequent and favorite items are going to help you get in range of each one of your macro goals. So for instance, let's say that we're going to go back to my cereal and milk example. If I'm having skim milk, I know that for every cup of skim milk, I'm getting... 8 grams of protein, 12 grams of carbs, and 0 grams of fat. And that's my skim milk. Or my cereal, for example. It's 44 grams of carbs, 1.5 grams of fat, and 4 grams of protein. So I can look at my cereal and say, oh yeah, that's going to help me get my carbs in. Or I can look at my milk and say, you know, I'm getting some protein in, still getting carbs in. Or I can look at my protein powder and say, well, that's pretty much solid protein. But those are three foods that are all sources that I'm used to for protein and carbs. Um, or we could look at um, butter and toast. I really like slices of bread and butter. So it's kind of funny for the butter that I use. I use the block butter, and on this block butter, it actually has little hash marks on the packaging that show you where a tablespoon is. So you can take a butter knife and just, and just cut a tablespoon of it. So that's another kind of interesting way of measuring out a tablespoon of butter beyond using the actual rounded tablespoon itself. Um, but anyway, I can understand that the butter is a fat source. It's almost pure, but it actually is pure fat. So you start to kind of get those things in your head over time about the things that you're frequently eating. Are they going to help you fill out your fats? Are they going to help you fill out your protein? Are they going to help you fill out your carbs? So you'll start to really understand, um, 
where the different macros are coming from the different foods that you're eating. And so that brings me to my third big point about why tracking macros and using the flexible dieting approach is a lot easier than you think it is, which is that everything, when it comes to your progress, comes down to ranges and averages over time. So think about it like this. Day to day, your body is not going to change all that much unless you're looking at water weight fluctuations. Real progress happens over the course of weeks and months. So we're not talking about, you know, I went out to dinner last night, ate a little bit too much, probably had too much sodium. I get on the scale the next day and I see that my weight's up. That's just a water weight fluctuation, and it's not something to really think about that much. But if you're going to be creating an energy deficit that's required for your body to actually burn through stored fat, you're going to need to hold that on average over the course of several days to see significant progress enough to where it actually shows up on a scale in a meaningful way. And so what that means is that it's all about your total weekly intake for each macro. And since there's, and since it's all about your total weekly intake, that means that there's going to be wiggle room on a day-to-day basis. So let's say that I went, way over on my carbs the first day after I started tracking macros. The second day, if I'm under or just a little under or not as far over, the average is going to start pulling back closer to where I need it to be. And you don't have to be perfect to the gram. It's all about being within general ranges. And we've built in wiggle room due to the nature of reality. There's rounding on labels. There's error in measurement. There's different... There's error in batches, so there's inconsistency there sometimes. If you're eating at a restaurant, the cook might put extra oil on the food. There's just so many things that are imperfect about the way that food is prepared. So you can't assume that what's listed is exactly accurate. And so if what's listed isn't even exactly accurate, why are you going to try to hit this perfect number with your targets every day? It just doesn't make sense. So what we're looking for you to be is, I'm going to throw up some finger quotes right now, consistently inconsistent. So our system is going to adjust based off of that. And if you're consistently overestimating your needs, the system is going to think that your needs are higher to the, to the degree that you're overestimating than they really are. And the same goes if they're lower. And even if you're tracking macros on your own with a different app, you have to remember that ranges are what matters and ranges work like a charm because averages over time are where your results are going to ultimately come from. So here's another final takeaway that you can have from this first episode. Tracking macros and applying the principles of flexible dieting to your life is the opposite of tedious. It's actually liberating. So once you start to look at food in terms of the macros, you're going to find that food fears are eliminated. You're going to find that you have total control of your body composition. You're going to find that you have more fun when it comes to trying new foods because you're not scared of them and you actually get to enjoy the flavor of it and really have fun playing around with your macro budget. I mean, if you have a lot of carbs and fats left at the end of the day to spend, you're going to be able to be a little bit more exploratory. Like, let's say that you want to have uh, different flavors of ice cream that you want to try. You can stock up on that and then say, hey, you know what? It was a busy day. I didn't get to eat until late when I got home and I had a whole bunch of fat and a whole bunch of carbs left. So I'm going to have a couple cups of ice cream because I know I can fit it in there. So you got to try something new and not feel guilty about it whatsoever. So you're not eating the wrong food. There are no good foods or bad foods. There's just different types of foods with different energetic value and different nutritional value. And it's up to you to enjoy what you want to enjoy. 
So even if you go over on your targets, you really didn't mess up because you have an extended time period to make up for that. And so let's say that day one, you go 70 grams over, right? 70 grams over in your carbs. You're like, oh my gosh, I screwed up so bad. Well, you still got six days left on that check-in period. So the 70 over would then get distributed over those six days. And you're only looking at head math around like 11 or 12 grams deducted that would that would pull you right back to exactly where you need to be so even if you went over it's really not that big of a deal because you can always make up for it and ultimately you're never going to be left guessing about what your body is going to do from one week to the next or one month to the next you know that it all comes down to trends over time so flexible dieting tracking your macros hitting your macros it's something that is, when you first look at it from the outside, you're going to think, man, this is intimidating. You know, there's so many things I have to learn and so many things that I have to do. But once you really start to get into it, you do realize that it's so much simpler than I thought it was. And it's something that I can sustain for really the rest of my life. Because what are, what are all these diets out there? You're going to find yourself hitting some kind of trend hitting something that's popular, um, it's restrictive, but it's got some cool buzz behind it. You're going to hop on board with it, maybe see some results. But if you can't sustain it and you can't stick to it long term, it's useless. Because whatever progress you got from it is just going to go away when you go back to your normal life. So what you need to do is find a diet or a way of eating that fits your lifestyle not the other way around because ultimately you get one go at life and you get one body and you need to find something that's going to bring you happiness and really leave you feeling <laughs> leave you feeling leave you feeling fulfilled that's a tongue twister uh, when you get to the end of it so instead of being imprisoned by your ideas around food and what you can and can't do it's time to shift the dynamic and become liberated by it. And we believe that tracking macros is one of the best ways that you can do that because you start to look for, look at food for what it really is instead of what marketers have been leading you to believe. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode, that you took away some interesting information from it and learned something that's going to help make your life a little bit better. We will be talking to you soon. Bye. <laughs> okay, I got to come up with a better ending than that. Um, yeah, first episode. So, anyway, we're going to be <laughs> we're just going to keep this going. So, we will be bringing you more episodes where I can talk to you about some some of the basics of tracking macros and flexible dieting and different types of fitness tips. We're going to be bringing different guests on, we'll have conversations and really try to pull information from the minds of different experts that you can apply to your own life and see great benefit from it. Anyway, until the next time that we talk, it's been a pleasure and we will be speaking soon. Bye everybody.